Knick Knack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And in today's mini-sode, we're going to talk about meteors. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so, like, we've had some stories where we've talked about, like, meteor-related explosions and meteors falling in places you don't expect them to fall. <laughs> so I thought it would be maybe interesting to just talk about what they are. Um, so I'm sure you've heard, like, there's... They call them different things depending on where they are. Uh they're called meteoroids when they're in space, meteors when they're burning up on the entry to the Earth or technically any body of space, and then meteorite when they've landed. So oh, I, did, all, I don't think I did know that actually. Yeah, so it's all the same. It's all the same thing, just at different stages of like meteors. Literally, only exist for as long as they're burning up, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny, I think. Um, what did you say in space it was called? A meteoroid? Uh, so meteoroids are objects in space that range in size from small grains to one meter wide objects, um, significantly smaller than asteroids. So there's like different size and classifications. And it sounds like different astronomical societies have different definitions for like what the cutoff is oh. for different things. But um, I believe this is this I think I took from NASA's website. Okay. Um, so most of my information today was from NASA and Wikipedia. <laughs> Uh, slash meteoroid. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anything smaller uh, than like a small grain, which I guess is, I don't know what would be like an, an atom. A grain of rice size? Yeah, I don't know what small <laughs> grain is as far as a measure of it, but anything smaller is called a micrometeoroid or space dust. Um, okay. So most of them are fragments from comets or asteroids. Um, whereas others are collision impact debris ejected from bodies such as the moon or Mars when something else crashes into them. Um, and I think we can kind of figure out which one they are based on the composition of them. That makes um, sense. So almost all meteoroids contain extraterrestrial nickel and iron and have three main classifications. Uh, I don't know why these are so funny to me. Iron, stone, and stony iron. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I guess that's like, just, what? <laughs> that's just the spectrum of meteoroids, I guess. Um, <laughs> stony iron is just in the middle. I don't know. It just has both or it's I, its own material. It's not clear. <laughs> and they didn't define okay. it further. So I was not really sure. That's fun. Okay. Um, but uh, the compositions of meteoroids can be inferred as they pass through Earth's atmosphere from both their trajectories and the light spectra of the resulting meteor. And I think it was the Wikipedia page that actually had like, if it's green, it's this. If it's reddish yellow, it's this. So, I mean, you have okay. to have, like, special equipment to be able to discern the colors to pretty much everyone. It's going to look like a bright white, like, line through the sky. Mm. Um, so, when meteoroids enter Earth's atmosphere or that of another planet at high speed, uh, which is typically in excess of 45,000 miles per hour, uh, which is pretty fast, uh, and burn up, the, those fireballs or uh, shooting stars are called meteors. So a shooting star is just a meteor. Um, meteors become visible 250,000 to 390,000 feet above Earth, and they usually disintegrate at altitudes of 160,000 to 310,000. Um, the exception obviously being meteorites, which survive um, the atmosphere trip and, yeah. and land, uh, sometimes on the pillow next to somebody who's sleeping. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that story. I do remember that. That was terrifying. That was wow. Terrifying. Like talk about like butterfly effects. Like (laughs) if that person had like rolled over in their sleep, they would have been right in its trajectory. Like 
what are the chances? Um, so like I said, when a meteorite survives a trip, it's called a meteorite. Um, so scientists estimate that about 48.5 tons of meteoritic material, or 25 million meteoroids, micrometeoroids, and other space debris fall to the Earth each day, um, which is about 15,000 tons each year. Wow. Um, I should fall on, I don't know if fall on the Earth, they mean like it makes it, <laughs> or oh. just that it hits the atmosphere. It's not, that wasn't a super clear um, sentence, but they also point out that almost all the material is vaporized under its atmosphere, so I guess that answers my question. Uh, so, yeah, okay, they, pro- okay, so yeah. they probably mean it's, Yeah, I don't think 48 like, tons of meteor are falling to Earth yeah, every day. I think we would notice. <laughs> I mean, the, much of the Earth is covered by ocean, so I guess you could make the argument that, like, oh, you don't see it because it's there, but... Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so meteor showers... Um, which is when a bunch of them are falling at once, obviously, yeah. uh, occur annually or at regular intervals at, as the Earth passes through the trail of debris left by a comet. So that's what most meteor showers are, is that we're passing through a specific like comet de- set of comet debris. Okay. Um, they're usually named after a star or constellation that is close to where the meteors appear in the sky, um, the most famous being the Perseids, which peak in August every year. Um, Every one of those meteors is a tiny piece of the comet Swift-Tuttle, which is a a great name, uh, which swings by the sun every 135 years. Yeah, so that's where the Perseids come from. Um, I don't think I had ever thought through, like, how they know when a meteor shout, like, those, like, the regular ones. I never really thought about it either. Like, like, how would they know to predict that? Well, that makes sense, because there's just debris and we're passing through it. A specific field of debris that's predictable and yeah. always there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I never made I never that association about that. either. It's like, oh, it just happens it just, to happen a lot on these just nights. Happens. Yeah, I know. That's I, <laughs> Which doesn't. I never, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how would they know that? Like, oh, it just, just every year around this month, yeah, like, it's, this happens. It's like, wait, what? Like, why? It's a wild that? phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Um, so I wanted to wrap up with some notable meteors that have occurred. Oh. Um, so the peak scale meteorite was recorded on October 9th, 1992 by at least 16 independent videographers. Um, the fireball it produced had a pronounced greenish color um, during a luminous flight time that exceeded 40 seconds and covered a ground path of 430 to 500 miles, which is very wow. unusual for media. Usually they're like around for maybe a second or two. Um, so this was like visible for a very long time. Yeah. Um, one meteorite from this um, meteor, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah yes. was, uh, was recovered uh, at Peekskill, New York, which is what it was named after. Uh, it had a mass of uh, 27 pounds, which is a pretty big rock to fall from the sky. That's huge. That's a huge rock. So that's, wow. that's why it's a notable one. Um, because it was huge, lasted forever, and we found, like, a giant piece of it. I guess that explains why it lasted so long. Right, yeah, because it was enormous, apparently. Um, So there was also a large fireball observed in the skies near uh, Bone, Sulawesi, Indonesia, on October 8th, 2009, uh, which was thought to be caused by, well, they called it an asteroid here. So I guess because, yeah, because it was approximately 33 feet in diameter. Which is a, again, a huge 
chunk of like rock to be falling over the earth. Um, they estimated that the fireball contained uh, the energy of 50 kilotons of TNT, um, but no one was injured. And I, I don't remember if they said where it actually landed or if they know it probably ended up in the, in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and hmm. then, wow. And then this one, I think we might've even talked about, well, no, we wouldn't have been recording yet, but um, I definitely remember hearing about it. Uh, it's called the uh, Chelyabinsk meteor, uh, meteor uh, which was an extremely bright exploding fireball measuring about 56 to 66 feet across. Wow. With an estimated initial mass of 11,000 tons. Uh, it's the largest known natural object to have entered Earth's atmosphere since 1908. Uh, over 1,500 people were injured, mostly by glass from shattered windows caused by the airburst above Chelyabinsk, Russia, on February 15th, 2013. Wow. So it was loud, like it caused a big enough sonic boom, basically, to shatter glass and like injure a ton of people. Wow. Um, so a few minutes after the object piece peaked in like luminescent intensity, it's, uh, it caused a large concussive blast uh, that shattered windows and set off car alarms uh, and was followed by a number of smaller explosions. So it was probably really scary for the people in the area. Um, yeah. So. Wow. The Chel- Chelyabinsk meteor. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just a bit, like, just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, like, a whole neighborhood, like, all the windows break. Just shatter, just like, and you just hear these explosions and stuff. They probably so thought terrifying. there was some kind of an attack happening, and it was, but it was just, it was a giant meteor falling from the sky. Wow. It's just crazy to think, like, how stuff like that can just happen, like, it at could, any yeah, time. Yeah. Like, anytime. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea that, the, like, even something, like, 66 feet across is, like, small in the cosmic yeah. scale. So we probably right. wouldn't be able to, te- to detect it without, like, with that much warning or anything. Yeah, I don't think we would. So. <laughs> it's like we can everyone. only detect, like, the huge, huge, huge asteroids, right? Yeah, exactly. So. so. Yep. All right, well. <laughs> that's meteors. That's so cool. There's so much to know about meteors. I didn't, I've never, like, learned anything about it. Yeah, I learned cool. a ton just looking up more stuff, and, yeah, hopefully you all It's so too. interesting. All right, that's our mini-sode. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to the content from today will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye!